are listening to the Traveling Music Therapist podcast. This is episode 12, and today I'm talking to Goya Zhang. Welcome, Goya. Hello. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to Goya. She is um, one of the youngest RMTs in WA now. Yeah, I mean, you are, yeah, yeah, at the moment you are the youngest one because you, this year was your first year out. Yes. How was your first year out? Ah, oh, it was really good. Mm. Um, it was busy. Yep. It was exhausting, but it was really good to be working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you were studying before the masters as well, weren't you? Yes, yes. So I pretty much did straight study all the mm. way through. So how many years was that? So it was three years of the undergrad with the Bachelor of Music. Then I sort of had a bit of a transition year where I was doing honors for a mm. little bit, and yep. then that's when sort of you know, I went, mm, what am I doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? And then I enrolled in the psych units for the second half of the year. So yeah, pretty much six years of studying straight. Yeah. So then to finally be working. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did, actually. I was one of the few in my particular cohort that went straight from undergrad to the master's. Yeah. Uh, most other people either had, you know, um, worked a little bit in between Mm-hmm. Or it was just a very big career change, you know, yes. way down their career path. So, yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. I think, um, in in some ways, it was just like, oh gosh, there's more study to do. But because we were already in that mindset, it was, you know, a little bit less of an adjustment, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, did you find that the masters was, um, a lot more difficult than the undergrad? Because I did. Oh, um, to be honest, my undergrad was pretty pretty full on as well. True, a different yeah. different kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, spending hours locked away in a practice room, yeah. sort of used to being by yourself, especially doing the blended learning method, and mm-hmm. you kind of just get used to that solo time. But yeah, just a different different kind of hard. Yeah. So you majored in piano performance. Yes. Yeah. Classical piano performance. Yes. Yeah. Great. Now, I was hoping that you could tell me how you found out about music therapy. So you said that you were doing your honours and then that's when you thought, maybe music performance isn't for me. Yeah, so music therapy was one of the things that I think way back in high school when they get you to do those those quizzes of, you know, oh, what are you good at, blah, blah, blah. And obviously I came up with music because that was always the thing for me in high yeah. school. Um, but I remember that in that list it was like, musician, musicologist, music historian, and I think music therapy was in there as well. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. Just like this tiny little thing of arts careers, but I feel like it was in there. I could be imagining it, but I know that I knew about, or I knew of music therapy, didn't know what it was obviously, but I'd heard the term before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I just, I'd reached the stage with, with performance where I just went, is this what I want to be doing? Is this me? And then I thought, you know, I don't want to just throw away this years and years of hard work. And, you know, it's obviously something that I enjoy and I'm passionate about. How else can I use this? So I started to look for other things Mm -hmm. and music therapy was one of them. And it was actually a very fast transition. I think it was the day before the cutoff for having to go (laughs) back to uni and I rocked up to the lecturer's office. I'm like, I want to change. I want to enroll in some psychology units. This is happening. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it all fell into place. Well, I did one of those quizzes too in high school. (laughs) Yep. What did you get? I got social worker. Well, when you think about it, it's it's not not too far off, is it? Yeah, yeah. And then so um, 
I had a we we had to do one of those quizzes. It was mm-hmm. like a computer quiz, and then after that, we would have a chat to the careers person mm-hmm. about our actual options and you know um, choosing our final subject for year eleven and twelve. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Um, the computer said social worker. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a pretty you know good path for me. And my careers person told me you're too smart to be a social worker oh and I was that's like, really what? offensive to all social workers I know and I was like what I got a bit offended because I was like well no this is what I want to do with my life like what are you what are you saying yeah yeah um but then she was like you know why don't you look into psychology you mm-hmm. can definitely get into social work later on and I was like okay well that's good advice and then so I ended up doing psychology at uni yeah yeah <laughs> that's how I got into all of that and then I remember in my first year um we just had one of those course, like one-on-one kind of lectures, and they mm-hmm. just had people from all kinds of fields, mm-hmm. um, like speci- specialty fields, come and talk to us. And one lady was a music psychologist, ah. and I don't really remember much of what she talked about. But later <laughs> As on, it is in, in uni. my yeah, like <laughs> I was probably sleeping. <laughs> um, in maybe like my third or fourth year, I was just thinking back to that lecture, and I was like, oh you know what, I'm pretty sure that I don't want to be a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. I might look more into that music psych kind of things. And then that's when I found out about music therapy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all sort of reach that stage at some point and through many different pathways as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of really interesting. So in my last podcast, I was talking to Jason Kenner. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually was a business analyst. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember hearing that. So yeah. dramatic career change. Dramatic career change. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of glad that I found this career now mm. rather than, you know, doing some other job that I didn't like for many, many years. Yeah, I same. mean, it'd be just as rewarding. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I always, you know, sort of had that very idealistic view of, you know, I want to do something I enjoy for work. If yeah. I'm going to spend a majority of my life working, yeah, me too. I want it to be something that I want to pour my time, energy and grey hairs into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was hoping that you could share with me one memorable case yeah either during this year or maybe during your student years Mm. it's so hard to pin down one like we were talking earlier there's just there's so there's so many good things and it's all quite memorable that I don't I don't know if I can just pick one yeah um but in terms of especially the group work that I do with Sing and Grow, there's just, there's so many instances and it might even just be those little moments, those little yes moments, you know, whether it's, you know, a conversation or an interaction that you observe. I just, I don't know. It's like celebrating those really small wins and yeah. they all come together and make every day meaningful. So I don't, I don't know if I can actually yeah. choose one. I know. we. It doesn't matter how long you've been working for. There's always just those, um those moments yes you know and um i was actually running for sing and grow we Mm -hmm. did a christmas event at one of the host organizations yeah and it's a pretty big event that they do every year they um put out like a big festival on one of the school ovals Mm -hmm. and i just happened to be one of the little activities so we made um like tambourines and that kind of thing tambourines are great (laughs) yeah and played um some christmas carols and that kind of thing and one of the families that rocked up was a family that I had been seeing for home visits. 
maybe about two, three months before that. Mm-hmm. And they were twin boys, uh, except that I was referred just the one and he was the less dominant one of the twins. Yeah. And he, the parents were very um, concerned that he had some speech delay, mm-hmm. but also very low social skills um, mm. and just emotional regulation skills as well. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I went over to their house, he was just like screaming his head off. <laughs> he didn't want to come anywhere near me. And it was just really overwhelming. His The other twin was there for the first one as well. Mm-hmm. The other twin was, you know, he was just, he sat down in front of me, ready to go. And, yeah. you know, he was kind of trying to force the other one in to join in as well. Yeah, a little bit of peer pressure through the sibling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he kind of just sat in the corner and just, you know, had his hands over his ears and any one of us would go over with an instrument, he'd just be like, no, nah, like just... Oh, yeah, been there, been yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so they were also concerned that he couldn't have ASD, you uh, know, somewhere yeah. on the spectrum. Um, anyway, so a few weeks after, I don't know, by then we had had three or four home visits. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, he was just singing along to mm. the songs and engage smiling laughing yes and just totally relaxed not mm-hmm. at all you know anxious like he used to be and his parents uh they actually had to pull him out of daycare oh. um when i first started seeing them and so the dad had to stop working and so he was like home full time and so that that was one of their goals i think to yeah. get their kid back into daycare and you know even after four weeks he was back you know, two days a week at daycare. Amazing. So, yeah, that kind of thing. It just, um, yeah, uh, we do make some significant changes in people's lives. And I guess I really love seeing that side of it. But the, yes. just the whole process is so enjoyable. And yes. it's so fun to, you know, you, we get to play music with kids. Exactly. And <laughs> I know, I know. There's nothing bad about it. There's no. nothing dangerous about it. It's great. But, yeah, I've got a similar sort of, sort of, um, I guess, story that, yeah. you know, just one of those, those those kids that just you know he'd scream mum would need to take him outside Mm. and you know just wouldn't settle Mm. and it was just this one moment where that was just that real oh I don't know like yes moment for me is when it was during when we do the cuddle time songs with sing and grow and he just he just wrapped his arms around mum and snuggled right into her neck and they just had the most beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful moment. And yeah, it was just those those little moments and they kept increasing and then, you know, he'd stay for entire sessions. Yeah. He wouldn't scream or throw and have a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just seeing that process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I totally forgot to talk <laughs> about what you actually do for work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Goya works for Sing and Grow, just yeah. um, just like me. Well, I well, I actually had my last week a few weeks ago because oh. oh big announcement! I'm moving from Perth to go to Melbourne. Oh dear, she's leaving oh, us. Oh dear, I know. I'm abandoning WA. I feel very bad about it because Melbourne needs more music therapists. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> yeah. Although, do you know what? Every week on the the AMTA bulletin, there's yep. jobs up for I know. music therapists. I so. know. There was one in Taiwan, actually, I saw on the I most saw recent that one. I saw too, yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to go to Taiwan, 
that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So aside from Sing and Grow, yes. you work for Amana Living. Yes. So Amana Living is an aged care service provider. So I'm employed there as a registered music therapist, which is very exciting. Yes. Um, but I'm not actually doing music therapy as such. Mm-hmm. So I'm overseeing an iPod program there. So we've called that Tune Into Life. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's just nice that, um, you know, that the industry is sort of becoming more aware Mm. of music therapists that you know they are looking to employ them for these projects as well well because they're very aware of the benefits of music oh yes and there's that um that other program uh what was it music music and memory and memory yeah so that's i guess what they're packing off yeah yeah so it's Mm -hmm. inspired by music and memory yeah 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 but that wasn't actually created by a music therapist no no i don't think they're overlooked by music therapists either but that's wonderful that amana living have you know just been like no we need a registered music therapist to actually overlook yes our program make sure that it is something that is going to be beneficial yes yeah, and that's because the dementia specialist there, she'd actually worked with a music therapist back right. in the day. So, you know, she was aware. Yes, in Perth. Oh, I wonder who. Oh, I know It'd who. Be- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in Perth, it's just so small that, you know, it's like, oh, such and such. We've worked with, um, you know, music therapists before. And it's like, oh, okay, yep, yep. And I you're know. like, who um, was it? What do they look like? Yeah, what and do they look like? Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I get that a lot. Someone's like, oh, you know, I've got the friend of a friend who's a music therapist. I'm like, oh, okay, where about do they work? You know, what's their name? And, yeah. you know, if they rattle off a name that I don't know, I'm like, hmm, maybe mm. you should ask them if they are actually a music therapist. Yeah, are they registered? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yes. the big word, registered oh, music therapist. Yeah, yep, yep. So just the difference, I guess, for those of you who are listening who don't really know, um, registered music therapist means that you are registered with the Australian Music Therapy Association. But to be registered, you do need the um, the training, that's the qualifications, yes, the qualifications. That's it. Which is now a master's course. Yes. Which we were, we were talking about at the beginning. It's not easy. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, but it's so rewarding. Definitely. So rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about. So you work with kids with mm-hmm. Sing and Grow. Yes. Uh, specifically families with children aged zero to five yes and then with amana living is just the whole other end of the spectrum oh, isn't it? yeah so just one way of capturing it is older adults really mm-hmm. because you know there's a spectrum of so many things yes yeah you know so it's just an aged care facility so i think they have 13 residential sites okay yep, um yep. and so they're you know residential sites they do day clubs as well yeah. um and i think they've got a couple of um i guess know retirement villages so the villages that you know all the terminology does tend to change and shift Mm -hmm. as the industry changes but they're not like dementia specific or anything are they um a couple of the sites are dementia specific okay yeah yeah is that where you are predominantly working yeah yeah so definitely Mm -hmm. awesome do you which population do you prefer (laughs) oh there's no preference (laughs) yeah um old adults they get so so much out of the music you can see it and mm-hmm. I know that there's a need there yeah. and it's one of those things where I know there's a lot of services targeting young children and it's all about that early intervention and yes it's yeah. all very very important mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be leaving out our adults and our older adults yeah 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 but, you know, I love my Sing and Grow work, but I do also, it, it, it is quite challenging working with older adults. Yeah. Um, I've never actually worked with the older population mm-hmm. before. 
Uh, the only time would have been when I was working in uh, mental health in a student placement mm-hmm. where we just caught the top end of it was kind of a ward that was 18 to 65 yeah but we did have you know a few people who were a little bit o- older yes mm. so that's probably the only work that I've done with older clients and I don't know I've always felt that I'd get a bit too emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> around working with older clients um but that's what I thought about working with children with disability yeah and then I love working in that field now so yeah you never know exactly um, yeah maybe and it's in the just child work yeah exactly you know if the yeah, opportunities come up and yeah. you know I think sometimes you definitely have areas that you might work a bit better at just yeah. in terms of personality and that yeah. sort of thing mm-hmm. you've worked with kids before haven't you Yes, right. yeah, so I'm mm. very lucky that I've got a million younger siblings. Not a million, I've a got million. lots. Um, How many? <laughs> <laughs> I've got four younger siblings. Wow, but and you're the oldest. No, no, I'm actually oh. the second oldest. Wow, oh yeah. my goodness, big family. Yeah, so there's kind of a bit of a gap between, you know, my brother and I and then my younger siblings. So there's 12 yep. years difference between myself and my younger sister. Wow, so yep, yep. So I got to, you know, grow up through my teenage years very much helping out and being involved and mm-hmm. seeing what parenting is like yeah you know not doing the full-on stuff but you know I was Mm. still changing nappies and doing all that sort of thing playing games singing songs and it also helps that I've always loved the wiggles um just (laughs) gonna put that out there yeah lifetime fan (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) oh great so you just be a pro at all the kids songs then oh not all the pro not, (laughs) not all not all some some are a bit more complex yeah I know, I need to learn more Wiggles songs, I think. I do sometimes get requests and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, some of the Wiggles songs, especially the Greg Wiggles songs, they're actually in quite a, a tricky key for me, so mm. I do need to do a bit of transposition there. Um, yeah. Beautiful voice. Yeah. Miss the original Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is coming up for Goya in 2017? Uh. We're only a few weeks. Oh, less than a few weeks away now I from know. the end of the year. It's crazy. It's Christmas in two days. <gasps> wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's gone so quickly. Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, this time last year, you know, I just graduated and I, I was panicking. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to work. What am I going to do? I've done this degree. I'm panicking. And then, you know. And all these opportunities just yeah, out. They just came out and it all fell into place really nicely. And I've yeah. spent the whole year working and it's just gone so fast yeah. that's so, amazing though to be first year out and pretty much having a full-time uh, yeah over yeah. full-time um just slightly over a full-time yeah. equivalent yeah yeah that's i'm hoping amazing. to drop that down to just a full-time equivalent because those extra like it's it's only an extra maybe an hour and a half a week yeah but yeah you know, when you're working two different jobs and you're switching between those very different populations mm-hmm. very different mindsets yeah. um just need a little bit of time to to reset (laughs) yeah yeah so in so next year so next year continuing with see and grow continuing with the mana living up until the middle of the year from then on there's the potential to continue i'm not sure if that's going to change you know so much can change in six months but um now i'm excited to see where everything's going yeah so do you actually do some music therapy with some of the residents or is it mainly just it's, the iPods? It's mainly just the iPods. There has been some opportunities to do some more of the traditional music therapy group sessions, that yep. sort of thing. Um, and it's one of the things where 
even though it is an iPod program, I do very much draw on, you know, all the skills as a music therapist, even if we're just sharing songs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when I'm doing the work, it does tend to blur that line a little bit. Um, But yeah, there's there's some opportunities coming up in the new year for doing some music therapy at one of the sites, Mm -hmm. which is going to be quite exciting to see and do. Um, But it's, it's quite a good balance between the workload, mm-hmm. you know, of actually doing like the service delivery and the good old admin that we've all got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, let's just talk about, uh, we've been talking about real music therapy and in the yes. iPod program. So how would you describe it as it having its differences? Um, I guess with the iPod program, it's very receptive and it's just something that they do on their own, isn't it? Yeah, so it is something that if they are able to to do it on their own, it's very mm. much encouraged, you know, just to keep that sense of agency and um, that skill there as well. Um, but it's the sort of thing where as well for volunteers to come in or for when family comes in, that it's something that they can do mm-hmm. together independently yeah. so that, you know, I'm not needing to be there on site to facilitate something but it's set up so that it's there so that you know if the family come in and they're not just usually having to sit down have a cup of tea you know it's maybe like oh you know here's the ipod why don't we listen to some of your favorite tunes yeah yeah so so you've personalized it per client yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah how long did that process take uh it can vary it very much varies depending on the individual um if somebody's able to tell me what songs they really enjoy, what artists they really enjoy, then obviously that process is much, much faster. Whereas if it is somebody who is nonverbal, it's very much a case of, you know, trying to get in touch with the family, if the family knows, trying out a couple of those songs, seeing what works, and as well getting, um, getting information from the care staff as well because quite often they are already using music in a lot of their group activities. Yeah. And so, you know, they might know that, you know, Mr. John, for example, really, really loves the Beatles yeah. and, you know, he always has a bit of a groove when that comes on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just piecing together all the information, a yeah. little bit like Sherlock Holmes, just trying to find <laughs> all those little bits where you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it'd be great if you can do a little bit more of that um, – the active music therapy yes you get them to either sing with you play instruments with you and yeah yeah mm. um but one of the things that i'm really really enjoying is actually because i'm training up other staff around yeah. using music and around using the ipods but as well as you know the why we're using music with yeah. this population and i'm really enjoying that it actually yeah. really surprises me yeah yeah but, so you know, just drawing on research and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, drawing on the research and um, there's lots of wonderful research oh, happening around I all know. of that. Yeah, it's really oh, it's really useful when you're putting together training as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just even just sharing that knowledge with people where you know they know that music is a good thing, but they might not know the whys mm. or the hows, and it just gives them a little bit more information in their everyday work. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how in those documentaries, like the musical memory one, and like I think it was Alive Inside. And yeah, yeah. They've got those moments where they literally hook them up to the iPod and then they come to life. Have uh, you seen that happen in real uh, life? It's, it's not 
really like that. Like it, it it's like any sort of documentary. I mean, I'm sure they would have just picked out those, you know, exceptional cases yes. to show. But, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like anything. They're going to be highlighting the the biggest and the best. Yeah. But, you know, the smaller things, whether it's just seeing a hint of recognition in somebody's eyes, whether it's they actually open up their mm. eyes where they would typically be closed or whether it's somebody who's quite anxious they actually you can see the change in their breathing you know just those those smaller things that you know maybe I'm a little bit more used to picking up on from my training um they're just as important if not more important than those those big moments that come out in the documentaries and you know a lot of the time those are picked to elicit emotion from the audience which you know it's needed whatever but you know whether or not that's ethical to be putting the person in a place where they're actually crying on camera yeah. you know yeah I, I question that but yeah <laughs> but yeah lots of interesting findings around all of that yes it's exciting times for it you as is. well and just for Amana living too I think um you know now that they are doing those kinds of programs I don't know if there are many other aged care facilities in Perth that I believe that okay. Baptist Care have got a similar program oh, as well. Right, because they're the ones that were doing the music in memory, weren't they? Uh, were they? No, I think they originally were thinking of doing it. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, they again, they've modelled it off that music in memory yeah. type idea. Yeah, cool. And you did have Halcyon Music. Ah, uh, yes, yes. A oh, I need project to get, of yours. Oh, I know. For when I have time. Yeah. <laughs> so what is this? Um, so essentially with Halcyon Music Therapy, I just, I wanted it to be, you know, especially being in WA where, you know, everything's so far away. There's maybe not as many PD opportunities that might come up on, mm-hmm. say, for instance, like the East Coast. Yeah. So I wanted to put together an online um, basically journal club so you know it's like a forum idea where people you know they're given an article and then everyone has to contribute and you know I'm definitely inspired by the blended learning course yeah. at Melbourne Uni here yeah. um, but just wanting to give those PD opportunities mm-hmm. um, online and when I get around to it that should be up and running <laughs> I mean it's all set up and ready to go I'm very lucky yeah. that my partner is actually an IT person yeah. so He's got That's that so already. Helpful, isn't it? Oh, it really is. It really is. Um, at the moment, it's more just a placeholder um, in terms of information, mm-hmm. and it will be coming. Yeah. It's just cool. a matter of time. Something <laughs> to look forward to next year. Yes, yes. Now I need to get onto that. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to make myself a website. Mm-hmm. Just, just like a website where I can share all of my various things that I do. Yes. Like with my podcast and work and Twitter and I don't know, just keeping it all in the one place. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been looking at all these different uh, website building things, but you've used WordPress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mine's yeah. through WordPress. WordPress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got lots of plugins and fancy things that you can do. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I get very excited about thinking about how I can sort of match the the tech side that you know my partner talks about a lot and you know what what can I sort of use with my music therapy and Mm -hmm. you know how can this match up and create something really amazing and big I'm always trying to think of like little ideas and then I do a quick google it's like damn someone's already thought of it (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah I know it's um I feel like with our job we're still able to be so creative I feel like that's a big thing Mm -hmm. that makes it so enjoyable Yes. And uh, kind of unique, maybe, to other other jobs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's that nice, 
nice balance of music, which I love, mm-hmm. and working with people, yeah. which is kind of funny because you know I've I've recently been um, embracing my introvert life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How so? And I just uh, um I'll just you know like reading reading some books on you know introverts like Quiet by Susan Cain and yeah. you know following a couple of of introvert Instagrams and that sort of thing. Um, <sighs> introvert Instagram. Yes. That sounds like the opposite of, <laughs> of an introvert. What does that entail? Oh, so there's this, there's this one person that particularly comes to mind, the introvert doodles. Okay. And so she kind of just does all these nice little pictures, which sort of encapsulate the introvert life. Okay. And yeah, so I've been really sort of, you know, <laughs> identifying very strongly with that. And um, yeah, it's so just it's funny like, that yeah. I'm in this line of work where one of the things is to be very engaged with people and, you know, to be around a lot of people. So at the times, yeah, it can be exhausting and I do need that time to recharge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think also realizing that because the work is very much about meaningful engagement yeah. and communication, that that actually marries up quite well to my personality so yeah, yeah that yeah. that's that's been what I've been doing at the moment <laughs> yeah, so is that kind of like your self-care then yeah yeah I like think so just time. exactly and just mm-hmm. kind of um you know it's always very much that that self-reflexive kind of work and you know that's always an ongoing process so just really trying to mm-hmm. to keep doing that um you know, even a year out now, just yeah. trying to get those habits in and still, you know, doing that soul searching that is important to do. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Just self-care. But I think I think that's another thing that we're quite lucky in our own um, profession is that we're so mindful of that. Mm, of, yes. You know, taking time out. I'm sure there are workaholics out there who are also RMTs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, but I think, you know, we're always thinking we need to actually take some time yes away just for ourselves and yeah 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 definitely. what else do you do for self-care <laughs> uh, i exercise oh my goodness <laughs> we haven't talked about um your jungle body beats <laughs> <laughs> so goya is also an instructor for jungle body yes yeah so uh i mean a couple of years ago fitness became very much my like preferred model of self-care or one of I should say um and so yes I also instruct uh fitness classes yeah yeah that is so awesome and I still (laughs) haven't been to one of your classes although because you're north of the river so I have talked about this on my podcast before in Perth we have north and south of the river and we (laughs) don't really tend to venture out (laughs) from our sides you say that but I work in the north I I work in the south south, very very south and I live in the north yeah but you don't hang out in the south yeah that's true yeah and I work in the north (laughs) which kind of doesn't really make sense (laughs) but I work in the north but I yeah really hardly ever just hang out yeah I mean, yeah. I'm I'm quite lucky. I do live pretty local to, yeah. like, a lot of cafe strips and yeah. Yeah. you know, well, hip hangout places. You're north. You're not north, north. You're more central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Closer city. And Very much a city girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do need to go to one of your jungle. When you come back to Perth, possibly. Then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're not teaching over this Christmas break. No, no. Taking some nice and well deserved and well oh, needed downtime. Need yeah. yeah. But um, I have been to some jungle body classes yes. south of the river. Um, I go to uh, Mel's class. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah and it's just, it's nice because it's still, it's still using music, but um, yeah. just 
in a very very different way and very very different music <laughs> um but just yeah just moving physically mm-hmm. and you know just getting getting it all out yeah. is really nice yeah now fitness is definitely my main um, form of self-care I think yeah especially during um study as well like when I was yes. doing my master's if <laughs> I literally was just studying at home or at the gym yep and maybe like five percent of the time I might hang out with friends it yeah was, oh was, I know yeah. I lived in a study cave as well for that yeah. time <laughs> yeah I thought I think it was just so necessary like although yeah for, for my first year I was definitely a little bit more introverted <laughs> um yeah and second year I think I loosened up a little bit and you know hung out with friends a little bit more um but yeah no fitness is just I don't know it's just a great way yeah I've yeah. just um you know it's that finding that balance between the cognitive and the physical and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I really need both to be yeah. basically working at you know ideal capacity yeah yeah but um Stop me if it's getting too personal. But, <laughs> so you got into Jungle Body because your mum is an instructor. Yes, is that right? Yes, she is. <gasps> because I was doing a little bit of stalking on Instagram. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as yep. you do. That's what Instagram is for, really. So I was on Instagram and I was on your um, Jungle Body Instagram page and I think you tagged your mum. Yes, yes. Although it was Jungle Body by someone else. Yeah, yeah. It? So the Jungle Body with Lara. With so, Lara. Okay, yes. yes. And then I clicked on that one and I'm like oh wow it's like an older lady who's an instructor I haven't like met one of them before (laughs) yeah yeah so my mom is amazing and she very much you know challenges a lot of those those ideas Mm -hmm. and ideals of what you know fitness should look like because you know a lot of the fitness industry and a lot of mainstream media do very much market a certain type yeah and you know, just because you don't, just because you're not that certain type doesn't mean that you're not fit or that you're not striving for a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, my mum's very much, you know, one of those people helping break down those, those, those concepts and ideas. And yeah, yeah, I find her very inspiring. That's so wonderful. You have such a strong, like female person that you can look up to. Definitely. In terms of all of that stuff, like body image is, it's just so important for young girls. Yes. So how many of your younger siblings are girls? Uh, Three. Three. Yes. And then one boy. Yes. Oh, great. And then you have an older brother. Yep. Wow, that's a really nice balance. Yeah. I've always wanted to have a ginormous family. (laughs) It's pretty crazy at times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, I've I've always known that I wanted to have at least three. Mm -hmm. I always thought four would be a nice number. Yeah. But four is a bad superstitious number in a Japanese Asian culture. Yes, yeah, familiar um, with that as well. And then so I was like, okay, maybe five. And then, but my hubby, he literally wants, I don't know, like a soccer team of children. And we kind of negotiated to about six is probably the maximum that I'll go. And he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll settle for six. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be starting soon then. I <laughs> know, um, I do need to start soon, really. Maybe we can adopt a few. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to admit, you know, having younger siblings, I'm not sure whether I want to have kids. Really? Um, well, because, you know, I've, I've done a lot of, you know, helping out, you know, with that child rearing sort of stage of my yeah. life. And I know, I know how much hard work it is. Yeah. And I think it's one of the hardest things you can do is to have kids. Yeah. And, you know, working with kids as well, I... 
I still feel like I'm I'm helping that next generation without necessarily needing to genetically, yeah. you know, add to that pool. <laughs> yeah, well, I just um, ran a baby's group, mm-hmm. which was really successful. Um, the mums just loved coming to the group. It was just a great way for them to build up the social you know, network. Yeah. Uh, but also it was just a great space for them to talk about all the problem- problems and concerns they were having with their own baby but then bringing it up in a group where everyone can be like, oh, I was feeling like that too. Yes. And, you know, that kind of thing is so important. But, yeah, so amongst all of that discussion, you know, it does come up, like, it's a really hard thing to do. Yes. To bring up children. You're always worrying. You're always, especially if it's your first baby. Yes. Which um, many of the mums in my group were. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's life-changing mm. and such a big transition. So I, you know, as much as I'd like to think, that I understand all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you quite understand it unless you mm. actually go through it yourself. Oh, definitely. Which I think you had a pretty close experience too, probably. Oh, you know, yeah, aside I'm, from the labour. Oh gosh, it, yeah, you know. no, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm never gonna yeah. truly understand until I yeah. have a kid of my own if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But. <laughs> You know, I've cleaned up a nice big pile of strawberry vomit that's projectile oh. all over the floor. You know, I've done I've done a lot of that side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you know I do work a lot with children, but I haven't done too much of that side of things. Yeah, I do have two nephews, uh, my brother's children. They've grown up now. They're all kind of they're ten and eight now. Yeah, so. They're at a good age. They're pretty self-sufficient now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when they were babies, because they live over in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have to, you know, do all of that stuff. Yes. I really wanted to. So that's why I'm really excited about actually moving to Melbourne, because I get to see them grow up a little bit more. Yeah. You know, even though they're now, you know, heading into their preteen, teen years. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's nice to be there for those, yeah. those formative years, I guess. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the reasons why... I did decide to stay and work in Perth is because of my family because yep. I didn't want to be absent for yeah. that. Yeah. So your youngest sibling is about 11, 12? Uh, no. Right? Sorry, my youngest sibling is five. What? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My, yep. Okay, my math was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. there's, there's quite a bit of a, a large, like, variety of ages. Yeah. Your mum is amazing. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's a fitness instructor whilst having... So how long has she been doing Jungle Body for? Uh, I think uh, just over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe wow. two years. I can't remember. It's all kind of blurred into one at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, on top of that as well, you know, two of my younger siblings, they have got autism. So... Wow. Yeah. How old are they? Um, so oh, it's really hard to keep track of the ages <laughs> of all of them. This is very embarrassing, but, um, I'm going to say 13 and yep. five. Oh, okay. So the yeah. youngest and the 13. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that would have really helped you along too, I guess, um, you know, knowing a little bit more about what goes on when yeah. you have a family member with autism. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely definitely helped in in sort of understanding it a bit more mm-hmm. um yeah yeah did that kind of influence your decision at all going into a therapy oh definitely profession? definitely I mean one of the things that I really saw with with my younger sister was um it had been suggested by her therapy team for her to do an instrument and I was like oh yeah cool yeah. but um one of the things that I really saw was um her hand strength in her left hand because we chose the violin for her to yeah. learn 
and her dexterity and her finger strength in her left hand it just came along so so far um just from learning the instrument and she really enjoys it she's still playing so yeah she's done really well with that and it also gives her something as well you know to be a part of you know the school music group and to be a part of you know the string ensemble and to have a mainstream school yeah yeah she does wonderful yeah and they're very supportive so um yeah, just having something that she can have is like a, like a little identity badge. Like, you know, yeah. I'm a part of music. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of like, you know, oh, you know, like I do drama or I do sport. They're those little sort of signifiers of yeah. who we are. So do you have a musical family then? Surprisingly not, though. Really? Um, I mean, like all my younger siblings, they dabble in instruments. I've tried to teach them, but you know how it is if you've got a younger sibling and, you know, they're like, I don't want to listen to you. What do you know? Um, <laughs> but they all they all play. Um, they're very much into video game music at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so they're very <laughs> that much... That could be a lot of fun. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the stuff from The Legend of Zelda. Um, oh, they okay. love playing yep. all the little tunes and songs <laughs> from there. Um, Are they piano um, piano. Oh, they have my old recorder lying around the house. Yay, my poor parents. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, there's my like, digital keyboard, another keyboard. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've got a couple of ukuleles. I think one of them has a guitar. So there's, there's always instruments around. Yeah. Um, but mum and dad. Have you ever put together like a family band? Uh, I have to admit, I did use them as one of my assignments <laughs> oh, uh, yep, for yep, like yep. a group recording in uni. <laughs> right. I remember uh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a few friends from uni and high school and that kind of thing. For yeah, that yeah. So this this was, I think, a slightly different one. It was in the group performance one. That one I used friends for that oh, one. Okay, but um, yep. it was another one that I used them for. And yeah. they were all pretty good about that. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Do you do a lot of caroling at Christmas time then? No, no, we don't. <laughs> That's one of my favourite things about Christmas. Yeah. Um, I was h- hanging out with my friend Dale the other day. Actually, we did record a song um, and videoed it, so I might end up uploading it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But we just spent like the whole morning just playing Christmas carols and mm-hmm. singing and I don't know. And last weekend, I because I also teach piano, Yeah. I had my end of year slash final concert ever oh, it was with bit, their tears oh i almost started crying <laughs> i kept it together for the kids though but um yeah so we had a, a christmas concert and i mm-hmm. got them all to play carols and we all sang along because i printed out all the sh- um, all the lyrics and yeah it was just i don't know it's it's so nice to get everyone you know in a room and just sing together yes that definitely um there's that research around group singing and, oh yes um increasing endorphins but also um oxytocin yeah yeah Yeah. and even just like the connection between group members as well like you see that increase in the social side of things as well but you feel it too so Mm -hmm. there's definitely you know evidence behind that yes (laughs) yeah without looking at the numbers but yeah um yeah I, i don't know christmas time is just always filled with music yes i love it Although, Although sometimes in the shopping centres. I know, I was just about to say, the shopping centres. <laughs> I know, I think I walked into a Dimmix the other day and yes. they had um, All I Want for Christmas is You playing and I just about like had a nervous breakdown because yeah. that's so overplayed. I know, that Mariah Carey song is played probably like every time I go out to the shops. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. In Japan too. Oh, no. In Japan it's massive, that particular song. Yeah, it's And um, huge. Last Christmas. Yeah, that one is just overplayed as well. It's so depressing, you know. <laughs> At least um, the Mariah Carey song is a little bit more uplifting. Uh, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that that particular one though. It doesn't help that I did spend one Christmas working as a Christmas elf. So did you know, you? oh, yes. that's so fun. It was so much fun. Was that um around Santa? Was yeah. in the photos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, walked past a few Santas this week doing my shopping. Yeah, so many crying kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it'd be very very scary. Yeah, like sitting on some strange old man's lap. <laughs> yeah, the, when when I I did the work, there was you know very different reactions. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> some of the kids love it. They're just like, "This is the greatest ever," and yeah. then the others are like, "Nope, yeah, not happening." Not <laughs> happening. No, my sister was one of those. She hated Santa. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a nightmare for her. Oh, <laughs> that I, exact opposite of what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It can go both ways, I think. <laughs> right, so we may have to um, wrap it up there. If anyone wanted to get in touch with you, yeah, where would be the best place? Oh, probably to head to the website. So it's just um, halcyontherapy.info. Um, so I don't know if I need to spell that. Um, Halcyon, what does that mean? I love that word. Oh, so it's, uh, I spent a lot of time trying to pick that actually. So it's around, you know, like peaceful tranquility and this sort of ideal like yesteryear. So I just really liked that idea and that concept and I liked the word. So I thought, why not? And it's, you know, it's beautiful. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 